We're live. Welcome. Hey guys, welcome to episode 201 of Hello Dysfunction. I'm, I'm Crystal. I'm part of She's alive. Fuck. <laughs> I'm alive. I finally made it home. And guess what, guys? We will no longer, after this episode, be discussing surgery ever the fuck again. Because I said, if you discuss surgery or bring it up, I'm having you Baker acted, and this show is ended. This was not a good experience. This no. was not a good time. So, no. God, I don't even know where to really start. Really quickly before you start. So before we started recording, I was telling her something and I said, oh God, I'll just, I just want to, I said, kill me or kill myself. I open up my Facebook and it's a suggested ad for dignity and dying assisted suicide. <laughs> well, you know, I've left that like a comment like that on people's like posts before or something. And then a thing will pop up. Like we're here for you. Like don't wow. do it basically. Like if you need additional support, follow this link. Please don't be here for me. God, send me I know. Shit. Yeah, I'm oh. having internet troubles this morning, so I'm hopefully hoping that I don't fucking disconnect midway through this episode. And we're via satellite, by the way. Yeah. Um. So surgery, surgery went good. Um. I don't know why they suggested that I. I guess because I needed more stomach and ab stuff than than a BBL. But the, the surgeon, like when I sent in my photos and shit, they recommended that I do a tummy tuck and a BBL again at the same time. So I'm thinking, well, they know best, right? So no. um, let's do it. So even at the clinic, they were like, the people were like, why are you doing both at once? Like, that's a big deal. That's a lot. Right. And I said, I don't fucking know. Like, this is what was suggested to me. But the whole time I'm thinking, like, I'm not getting a lot of fat added to my ass anyway. So, you know, it should be okay. I really just wanted to fill in my hip dip some more and add a little bit at the top because I used to have like a shelf. And then after I had peas, it turned more into a slope. And that's not the style, but I wanted. So I just wanted some at the top. And the surgeon, I met him. He's so great. When I when he came in to mark me up and shit, he was like, um, I don't know if you know this, but I mean, it's a good thing you don't want a lot added anyway or need it to your ass because they passed a law in like 2020 um, in Florida that if you get a tummy tuck with a BBL or like a mommy makeover or whatever, they limit how many liters they can take out and put back in uh, now, even more than before. So uh, like- before it was like fucking 5,000 milliliters or something like that. Now it's like a thousand. So um, I was like, okay, that's good then, you know, like it's not a lot. So I, I whatever, I get the procedure. I'm alone, mind you, <laughs> traveling out there, but I'm staying at a recovery house because of that. Um, you know, the nurses are great. For people that asked, the house is called Bodied by B, spelled B-E-A, Recovery on Instagram. Follow them, book with them, whatever. They're fucking great. I'm going to send fucking Valentine's Day presents to the nurses. Um, the house is small and spotless. Because they, huh? they dealt with you. 
they did and they were great but i knew going in that i was gonna need attention like that just because of how i am and i don't do well when i don't feel good this was like beyond what i think i was prepared for wait um, let me take over from wait what can i i'm at work okay i'm at work i'm taking care of my my girl i love her um i'm in the middle of changing and like doing like the major stuff that I do when I'm there and my phone is blowing up and I look and all I can see is Florida number because I didn't have bucks saved and then I see Mark blowing me up and then I saw a call from you and I'm like she's dying like oh my god yeah and then when I get done with my client I I text buck back and i'm like is everything okay and he goes and you know he texts in all capital letters so it makes my anxiety even worse because i feel like it's like panic texting yeah no he does that even when he's calm like that's i know calm, right? yeah it, but it's like no she the ambulance is taking her to the hospital and i'm like i'm fucking instantly freaking the fuck out and i'm going i fucking told her stupid ass if she fucking dies and i gotta tell the kids their mom's dead i swear to god i was like panicking you're mad you're not worried you're mad that but because i was so scared that's how it was fucking coming out like i'm gonna i'm gonna kill her myself it was so like after you get a bbl okay so like this ain't my first rodeo i knew kind of what to expect just not right. the tummy tuck part but i've had a c-section so i'm like i got a little experience with that how different could it be huh. um you're basically putting your body through a lot at a lot of different locations at once i'm not a spring chicken um mm -hmm. my body reminded me of that so basically the first five to seven hours after you have a BBL are the absolute worst, right? Last time, yeah, I felt like I got hit by a truck, but it was just like bruising, being exhausted and dizzy, feeling like I'm going to pass out, shit like that. I have low blood pressure, very low bl blood pressure. Right. I've talked about it before. Um, it was getting scary low to where the nurses were like, nah, -uh, like what are, what's going on? They were making me drink fucking pineapple juice with salt stirred in it. Coca-Cola with salt stirred in it, which actually was helping. But you know, when your blood pressure is low, they can't right. give you pain medicine because right. that's going to make it lower. So not considering that they're like, we can't give you anything right now. And I'm oh. like, Oh, I'm just going to die then. My whole fucking body was on fire. It felt like fire. It felt like if I close my eyes, I'm on fire. My hips and my butt and just my sides, anywhere they hit me with lipo was angry. So I'm screaming. And, you know, I said before, I don't give a fuck when I don't feel good. Like, I will scream. I will roll around on the floor and cry. I'll piss myself. I'll do whatever. Like, I don't no, embarrassment. You no, you guys don't even, it goes like level a thousand. Yeah. Like embarrassment is not a thing for me. So I could be in the airport. I could be anywhere. So I'm like on my knees, bent over, like leaning onto this recliner, crying, screaming, scaring the other patients that are in the house, scaring the nurses. And they're like, 
it's okay, it's gonna be okay. These first few hours are so hard and, and they're like rubbing my forehead and shit. And I'm like, no, this is like beyond, like I know my body, something is not okay. So I'm like, you got to call the ambulance. You got to call them. They didn't it's want the most, to. It's the most dangerous surgery you can get. There's quite a few plastic surgeons that don't do them because of how dangerous right. they are. Yes, yes. And it's hella hard to get a medical clearance because if you die, Kaiser and shit, all these doctors, your primary care doesn't want to be responsible for releasing you. Right. Because of that some people take fucking fake labs some people buy buy fake labs from people and shit like it's crazy the surgery sh community shit is crazy so i'm like no i'm not taking no chances because they were like wanting me to fight through it and just wait a few more hours we hit like five hours of me screaming and crying and i was like i'm gonna pass out so they call the ambulance the first thing the emt says to me is oh it's another one of those who's your doctor? I told him, he said, Oh, you're the second of his patients that we're picking up today. That's fucking bad. And I said for the same thing. And he goes, yes, pain, excessive pain, can't handle the pain. So I don't know if he's just like aggressive with it. Cause you know, some are, um, but oh my God. So we, they take me to a hospital that's literally down the street. And, um, I'm like, Oh, thank God. It's hella close they give me they start giving me rounds of morphine the first one it didn't do shit but calm me down and get me to stop screaming but it did not help the pain right this is the same problem i was having when i had the c-section and they were giving me fucking fentanyl same shit like the pain is still there but i'm just not screaming anymore because now i'm out of it right so they end up giving me um they gave me two rounds of morphine then they gave me like some Benadryl or something. They're checking everything. They're very thorough. Um, then they give me, is it Tramadol? Mm -hmm. Which is basically yeah. like a motion. Yeah. Or they Toradol. One of those. They said it was basically like a Motrin in IV form. It probably was the Toradol. So that, that is what actually got me better. That's so great. By like midnight or because when I left it was like maybe 8 or 9 p.m. by like midnight one in the morning I was good so I was no. able to get up no but when she called me from the hospital and was hella crying and I was like your labs I mean your 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 sats look really good your oxygen saturation your blood oh pressure, god I was so scared it looks so good I'm like your hemoglobin's a little low but everything looks really good and Oh my God, it was really sad and scary when Pat cries, it's hella sad. And she was like, I was like, just try to rest. And she was like, I can't, I'm hella scared to go to sleep. They, I and forgot that, about that. Ugh, that's that about moment, to make me cry. <laughs> no, for real. That moment I got off the phone and I did cry and I went to Mark and I was like, if she ever, ever, ever suggests surgery again, I swear to God, I, I'm calling fucking social security. I'm calling this. <laughs> Her psychiatrist, yeah. I'm calling everybody. She needs a payee, so she doesn't no. have access to money. You don't and need money. Yeah. No, it fucking terrified me. It made me feel so the nurse, she was like young. So I wasn't trusting her for some reason. And she she's like fucking 20 or something. So she kept coming in and she was 
I, you know, I'm seeing the numbers on the thing and I'm watching the little monitor and like it would slow down for so long and go so low. And so it was scaring me. And she was like, everything looks good. Try to take a nap. And I was just hysterically crying. And I was like, I'm not taking a nap. I'm scared. I can't take a nap. And so she was like, no, no, no. Oh my God. Like everything looks really good. I promise it looks so good. And she was seated right outside my door. Like I could see her. So I was like, huh? I said, they were like, put a sitter on that one. please." Yeah. Yeah. I was like, is there a monitor or something that's going to beep if it goes too low? Because if I fall asleep, you know, I'm not going to be, be checking it. So it was really fucking scary. I was like crying for hours. It was bad. So then like one o'clock in the morning rolls around and I'm able to stand up and I'm like, okay. And so they're like, you can, you can go back to the house now if you, you know, if it happens again, cause we don't know, we're just going to mark it as post-op pain from surgery. You know, there's nothing wrong with any of your labs. They did blood work and shit, all that. So, um, they released me. I go back to the house. I was fucking good. I'm apologizing to everyone. <laughs> for the fear that I put into everyone I fucking lay down and I just go to bed and I'm fucking I sleep through the night I'm good they're coming and checking on me and shit and then by the next day I was able to get up walk around walk every hour like I was fine and so that was good I started my massages the next day all the shit everything's good for like five days up until it's time for me to go home Miami is has been rated the worst airport in the United States. I shared no. a post about it the other day. Anytime I've ever been at that airport, I've had a fucking problem, whether it's um, weather or fucking um, bad shit with the airline, whatever. Like this time it was some unorganized shit with the fucking airline. So we board the plane Um seatbelts on we're riding around the fucking parking lot for a minute they go back and park again they're like oh "Oh, we we have to have somebody bring like some oxygen thing um that should be on the plane and it's not so we have to deboard the plane we don't know if it's going to be an hour two hours or what we don't want you guys sitting on the plane for that long so you know everybody off so they have to call me a wheelchair, which takes forever because for some reason they don't have any record of how many people are in wheelchairs on the plane. Disabled people, let me just say, are treated so fucking fucked up. Yes. Oh yes. my God. I got a good taste of that. And I'm just thinking to myself, if I was permanently in a wheelchair, this would be my regular because people so, don't give a fuck. No, so that's what my client is dealing with right now. Just trying to get to a doctor's office appointment. She called to make sure that they had a Hoyer lift, which is by law standard, right? In a medical office. Mm -hmm. It's a piece of equipment. Most people who are disabled have in their own home. Um, And they tell her basically we can only help able-bodied people at this doctor's office. Like, how dare you? How dare you? They fucking passengers were literally telling me they have no empathy. Like they have no empathy at all. Airline employees are like the next DMV employees, like Mm -hmm. that careless. I don't give a fuck attitude. I'm going to take my time. I don't care what you're going through. I don't care if you have drains of blood hanging from your body in front of everybody. I don't care. 
They're yep. fucking assholes. So I get text alerts on my phone. I'm getting one that's like, it's an hour delay. Then I'm getting one that it's a two hour delay. Then oh I'm getting God. one that it's a three hour delay. And I'm like, okay, I just missed my connecting flight now. So now me getting to Dallas is not going to work. And I'm going to fuck around and get stuck in Dallas in a wheelchair. Ugh. So I have somebody take me to the fucking desk. Thank God, because I had wheelchair access set up. Um, they, I was able to cut the line, the long fucking line and get to somebody at the counter that didn't give a fuck. And he put me on a standby flight for like five hours later. <sighs> so I'm in the airport in a wheelchair for like five hours. Um, I'm getting up to stand and walk every hour like I'm supposed to, but like, I'm not supposed to be just chilling like that, you know, like with these drains and shit. So um, my standby flight rolls around. That lady at the counter is a motherfucking bitch. Um, I'm asking her, like, can I pay to, like, upgrade my seat or something? Like, because I'm no longer in an aisle seat, which I'm supposed to have. All this shit. She don't care. I don't make the flight. Oh, my God. So now I got to go back and try to rebook again. And then I get on, like, one for 10 p.m. And it's a direct flight, right? Yeah. So I'm like okay, at least I'm going home. At this point, I've been at the the airport for 11 hours. Yeah. So I'm crying. I'm crying. I flashed on the lady when I missed the standby flight. It's just a whole embarrassment. I'm in a robe. Um, there's fucking Mormons in there telling their kids, don't look at me. No, those are Mennonites. They're Mennonites. Like, it's a <laughs> it's a shit show and now like i'm kind of feeling embarrassed i'm getting fr hella frustrated so i board the 10 something flight and i'm like okay we're gonna be good i got an aisle seat it's a direct flight i'm gonna be good all of a sudden i break out in a cold sweat and i'm like hella nauseous so i'm like hold on let me like try to go to the bathroom before we take off i go to the bathroom i am like dizzy as fuck i can't stand up um I like pop the door open and the flight attendant is like, are you okay? And I'm like, no. And she comes in, she was fucking great. And it made me feel bad. Cause at first I was like, Oh, look at this bitch. Cause she looked like a bitch. She ended up being my savior. Oh, she came in. She was like, don't be embarrassed. Don't feel bad. Don't push yourself. She's like, you got to consider this is going to be a five and a half hour flight. Are you going to be able to push through this, whatever you're feeling right now, if it lasts five and a half hours? And I'm like, right. no, I can't get me off. Get me off right now. So they call an ambulance. Mind you, the plane is like running. <laughs> like people are waiting. Ah! People are really frustrated. Other people that have been in the airport all day. They have to bring one of these little baby stretchers that's like more narrow than my hips to push down the aisle of the plane to come get me out the bathroom at the oh back of the plane. God. I'm crying. This white dude, when, when we're waiting for the EMTs to come, this white guy who I also was talking shit in my mind about because he was on FaceTime before we boarded the, the flight. He was hella loud talking to somebody like, yeah, I love you. Like, we're going to do Pismo Beach on me, golf, blah, blah, blah. And I'm thinking, shut the fuck up. Like, talk on the phone regular. Get the fuck off FaceTime hella loud. No, this man got up out his seatbelt, came to where I was, and was like, can I pray for you? I started hella crying. Aww. He was holding my hands. That man stayed with me until they got me off the fucking plane. 
like helped them. I think he was a pastor. I think it turned out he was a pastor. And I was like, wow, bitch, you really got to like shut the fuck up judging, prejudging people and like being a bitch in your mind. He stayed with me. He was like telling me, calming me down, telling me the sweetest shit, holding my hands, just getting me fucking through it and was like telling me, don't be scared. And and just all this shit. He was moved to get up out his seat. Like um, he could tell something was wrong when I was going to the bathroom, like just hella shit, whatever. He got me off. I get to the hospital, really nice fucking hospital. Um, They're helping me uh, again. Like they, tr- they give me morphine. I'm like, it's not going to work. Give me the, um, the other shit. That's like Motrin. Let's try that because that's what mm-hmm. hurt last time. My chest was hurting. So I don't know if it was like a panic attack or what, but because my chest was hurting and shit and I was having all this abdominal pain, let me tell you what they did to me. They did a CT scan. I'm claustrophobic. So I'm about to fucking panic they do they do this shit with a uh, contrast that makes you feel like you pee your pants. I start yeah. pee on myself. I'm like, oh, my suitcase bin went to San Francisco. If I pee on myself, it's over. I'm freaking oh. out because of that. Then they're like, oh, um, they did an ultrasound. And they're like, because you're having this crazy abdominal pain and chest pain, and and the surface ultrasound wasn't really showing us anything like we have to make sure you're getting like blood flow to both of your ovaries this is what they're telling me so we have to go and do a, a is it a transvaginal ultrasound we're going in your pussy you get the wiener you're going to get this this wiener machine um now you did the ct scan that scared you you did the ultrasound as, we want to have sex with you we want to now sex now sure. you have to fuck this machine so we make sure that you're getting blood flow everywhere so i'm like i hate oh. that ultrasound it's the worst yeah yeah so at this point i'm just like oh my god she didn't want to look so she was like just guide me so i'm verbally telling her where to put this m- dick machine and, and I'm close. like a little lower. There you go. You're right there. She's like, am I there? Yes, you're there. She puts this thing in me. It's taking all kind of pictures of my insides. You got a sex ultrasound. They were very thorough. I'm just going to say that. They checked Good. everything they could possibly fucking check. So they put me back. I'm on a gurney in the hallway. I'm not in a room, but it's a very nice fucking hospital. I'm not tripping. I don't give a fuck about that because I'm getting hell of attention from the nurses you know they're not like uh they're telling me i'm cute but like they're they're taking good care of me i mean right i look over and i see a jacket that says homicide i'm parked outside of the room that has a dead body in it that of someone that just got murdered nice so the detectives are in and out of that room. They have this big camera with a huge flash on it. I guarantee you I'm in some of those photos. Ooh. Crying on a gurney in the homicide photos. They're coming over. They're taking pictures of the hospital room. They're taking pictures of the dead guy in there. All this shit. I'm like, is this a joke? Like what else could happen? Um, I seen that homicide jacket and I was like, why is she walking to me? No, she goes in the door <laughs> right by my feet. So I'm like, okay, there's these cops all over my gurney, all around me the whole time. That's really comfortable for me. We know how much I love uh, law enforcement. Right. So 
after I get fucked by this machine and go through the the claustrophobia chamber, um, I'm laying there and I'm just like, please God, now what do I do? I got off this flight. Now I don't have a flight. Now I don't have a flight and I got off fucking i already checked out the recovery house i can't show up there at one o'clock in the morning like hey guys remember me from like the day before yesterday (laughs) (laughs) ouch (laughs) well guess what i'm back i'm remember you (laughs) my stomach i cannot you are just fucking chaos dude just fucking walking chaos man very polite i tip everyone i was tipping people 20s like i was an old retired woman should have been (laughs) everybody that pushed my wheelchair got a 20 like i had no cash left and that's what it got (laughs) but i'm thinking i cannot show up at this house like hey guys remember me remember me i caused so much trouble i just came from a different hospital but i'm still They wouldn't have opened the door. They would have saw me on the ring light getting out an Uber like, nope, she been checked out. (laughs) Fuck you. Now I'm crying at the fucking hospital asking if they let me sleep there till tomorrow. (laughs) They tell me no, bitch. No! The guy is like, if it was up to me, as soon as he said that, I knew it was bad. He was like, if it was up to me, I totally would. I'm so sorry. I said, I just don't have a flight. So like, like they really don't want you in here upsetting everybody else, bitch. Like we have a dead body right here. Like once we get you under control, you have to get out. um, I'm crying and I'm like, I don't have a flight. Like, is the airport even open? Like, how does this work? I don't know what to do now. So um, I call punk ass American Airlines. They're like in 48 hours, you could put in for for a refund. Um, But like, I can't help you right now. There's no other flight I can book you on whatever. They're not being helpful. I hang up on them. And I'm like, pull it together. Like you're alone. Like you cannot, no one is here to help you. (laughs) (laughs) So (coughs) I fucking, I'm like, okay, good old Priceline. I get on Priceline. I'm like, I'm just going to book whatever flight is going uh, home the earliest there. It's not until like 630 in the morning. It's one o'clock. So I'm like, okay, where can I stay? And he's like, feel free to like kick it in the lobby of the hospital until you're ready. Cause I'm like, what if I go to the airport right now and I start feeling like this again, and then I have to come back again. So I'm like, I make a plan in my mind. I'm going to stay here until four or four 30 in case it starts back up again. So girl, I got Buck. He's at my house at this time. I got him up playing words with friends with me on the fucking phone. I'm like, just stay awake. Like, I need you to stay awake until I get on somebody's plane. He's been Um, so good through all of this, dude. He was, but at one point he was mad. So I got an attitude and I was like, 
he's like, I'm just scared. I'm just scared. And I was like, well, I don't need to hear, like, you sound angry. And he's like, I'm just, I'm angry with the situation. And like, then yeah. at one point he tells me like, one of your listeners wrote me and was talking about how dangerous this procedure is. And I'm just frustrated because you never would have fucking got it. And I'm thinking like, yes, I would. But He goes, he, listen, <laughs> when you were fucking the first writing the surgeon, I think he so, wrote the surgeon. Oh, listen, God. listen. The first time you went to the hospital, I'm on the phone with them and fucking we're both so scared, but we're, it's coming out as anger. Right. And I'm like, I, I swear to God, I will, I'll, I'll quit the show. If she brings up another fucking surgery, like this is the last fucking one. She has body dysmorphia. She has to get treated for it. We can't keep doing this. She's selfish. Everybody's over here terrified. <laughs> I, I want to kill her. And he goes, and why he goes, and why does she even need this fucking procedure? So she can wear her boy clothes and stay in the house and avoid everyone like she does normally. <laughs> and sit on my bed in boy clothes. Said, Absolutely. That's exactly why. And so she can have nice photos in her phone. Exactly. Cause it's only for me. Girl, it ain't even for him. It's only for I me. Know. It's only for me. I'm not going to be dressing sexy and shit. Like, this is for me to no. in boy clothes and just ha know what's inside. Like, I don't know. Um, but that anyway, shit, so, he goes, so I'm, I'm going to beat the surgeon's ass. I'm going to beat his ass. And I said, do it. And I got hella mad because I'm like, you better not have fucking messaged him. Because what if I need him for something? Wait until I get out of here. You don't like, need him for nothing. No, like if if I needed to like have him tell the fucking morgue what he did to me or something, I don't know. I'm just thinking to myself, you know like if I need any information from him or anything, like don't fuck up my contacts with him. So yeah, he was overdoing it. Hold on, what really quick. Cool. Hold on, I'm sorry. Mark's alarm's going off and he has to get the kids from school. Hold on, I'm sorry. Oh. One second, you sing to them like I do. I'm not gonna sing, but I'll just like be here what a fucking disaster but you know what maybe it's good that that happened because it's like maybe this is what it's gonna take to get it through your head to stop having surgeries and shit unnecessary elected surgeries no seriously that, those days are long gone nobody yeah. encouraged her for real. I was so scared. I don't even want to keep playing this gamble with my no, life. No, no. And you have kids and it's just not fair. No. Yeah. So I get to, okay. So 4.30 rolls around. I call an Uber. I get an Uber. Nobody in Miami speaks English. Can we just say that? No one speaks English. So they get and mad. Spanish. They get mad when I don't speak Spanish. And I'm like, what the fuck do you want me to do? Like, I'm sorry. Like, I understand some to get me by, but I can't talk back to you. So the driver I get is hella fucking rude. And he's like showing me his phone with an attitude. And I'm like, Delta, take me to fucking Delta. And I'm being polite, but like, come on, dude. It says Delta on your phone. So um, he he's hella rude and he takes me beyond the delta gate like and i'm like this is not delta and so he shows me his phone don't give a fuck i can't get wheelchair assistance where he drops me off at so bitch you get one star um and i'm gonna <laughs> say but i waited till i was home before i did that but right right um i have to walk hella far it, whatever it was probably good for me to walk i get to the thing 
Um, it's like 4.45. Now the plane isn't boarding till six. So I'm like sitting down, waiting, waiting, waiting. Um, then this woman, this this older black woman that had, she was from the city. She was from San Francisco. She comes and sits in at, you know, at our gate. And um, she had just had surgery too. So we become best buds. And wow. we end up on the flight together the um not only were the flight attendants super you know familiar with surgery uh passengers but they were hella nice one of them like was like do you guys want to sit together because there's some open uh rows in the back i could put you guys together and we were like yeah so we got to sit together um she had a shit show of a situation with american airlines also so we were like comparing notes with that and um we just got to like stand up, take turns standing up and walking. And it just made the flight so much more comfortable. Like, yeah, it was great. I would thank God for her. So um, the flight finally getting home was good. And then like stinkers and Buck picked me up. Um, my luggage wasn't there. I'm like, this is the nightmare that never ends. Um, the universe is drilling it in my head. Like I'm going to make every step of this bad yeah. so that you won't ever do it again. Real quick. I missed one part. Um, when you arrive the day of surgery, they have you do labs like pregnancy tests, tobacco tests, alcohol tests, whatever, again, right. Just to make sure, because if you fail that, like if you decided to have a cigarette the night before, right. bitch, guess what? They're canceling you. So I go to do my labs um, to give her some urine for that the morning of surgery. I go in the bathroom and she's like, don't lock the door. And I'm like, okay. So she's going to like pop in in case I'm cheating or something like putting fake pee or something. I don't know. The valet guy walks in while I'm peeing. Oh my God. Like when I say every step of this was fucked up, every fucking step of this so he walks in and i'm like doing a clean catch with my pussy lips open and i'm like (laughs) i said oh oh, hey what's up and and he goes oh i'm so sorry i said are you and i'm like hella irritated i go out i said is that why you told me don't lock the door like now i'm like girl every step of this was a joke and you ignored you ignored all the red flags you're Mind like you, keep going keep when going. i get out of surgery he sees me screaming i barely remember out of surgery it's a blur but when i go for my post-op the following day he goes oh you look like you're doing a lot better and i said from when from when you walked in on me in the bathroom and he goes no when you were screaming when you came out of surgery <laughs> So we're super acquainted. Me and him, like, we're, we might as well be friends at he's this point. He's seen the inside. He's seen your inner fucking puss. He's like, I saw your inner labia. I saw you going through a rough moment after surgery, really emotional. And now you look good. Like, you look like you're doing we're much friends. better. Best friends. So I don't get my luggage until, like, three days later. Here I am. I had other shit in there I needed. My fucking, um, I had meds in there I needed. Like, whatever but here i am that's the um, end <laughs> listen my, I've, I've started my massages those are going great i have a great recommendation for an east bay post-op massage person in el cerrito she is an angel um yeah and and now i'm just like trying to feel better look at that 35 fucking minutes bitch of that. bullshit of nightmare Dude of nightmare and i probably didn't even remember everything 
Right, right. Let me tell you what I did to myself as a nightmare. Nothing compared to yours, but you know, this winter we've been having hella trouble with ants, right? Because we live with a fucking in the wilderness. Right. So Mm -hmm. they keep coming. Um, For a while they were gone. Well, I got the bright idea at like 11 o'clock at night, uh, one night to eat some cookie dough. And I, it was on a piece of paper towel and I wadded the paper towel up and I put it in the pocket of my 1980s, my 1980s turquoise fucking velvet 80s mom. Yeah. Your house coat. I wear it as a nightgown, the zip up nightgown. So oh. I put it in the pocket, right? So it was and a I, party invitation for ants is what you created. A so buffet. I'm thinking, oh, it's going to be fine. I haven't seen them in a while. Plus it's like, you know, tucked in the pocket and then I have it on my laundry hamper. And I, I never- Were you going to eat it later? No, it was gone. I ate all the cookie dough. It was just the napkin. Okay. There were no remnants. No, no. My fat ass ate it all. So- okay. Just that napkin was in the pocket. I put it on my laundry hamper and I was like, it'll be fine. So the next night I go to put that nightgown on, right? (laughs) I get in the bed. It's like midnight. I get in the bed. I'm laying there. I'm watching two and a half men. And I start feeling a tickle like (laughs) on my leg. And then there's like a tickle on my thigh. And I'm like, no, I you're naked under this thing. Yes. I jump out of the bed. I fucking turn my phone flashlight on. I instantly, as soon as I jump up, I fucking take it off and I'm butt naked. Right. So I take the nightgown over on the bathroom floor because it's white floor and I'm shaking this nightgown to see if ants are falling. Right. And pepper starts falling out. And there's like four that fall on the ground. And I'm like, where are they coming from? Cause I'm looking at it. There's none of them. Right. Girl, I look in the pocket and it's black. So then I'm like, oh my God. Oh my God. God." I go and I pull the cover back. There's like 30 ants in my fucking bed, dude. I'm screaming. I'm trying to get them out. I'm beating the bed. Mark wakes up. He's like, what the fuck are you doing? I'm like, it's a nightmare. I I get them all out. But oh my fucking God. That, you know, I hate ants. I hate fucking ants. You hate them. Like, if this was me, I would have been way calm in the situation. Like, no. oh, that's an inconvenience. You were probably crying. <laughs> what if they would have tried to ca- crawl in my fucking cooter while I'm sleeping? Yes. Yes. I would have oh loved God. that. Oh, my God. What if they tried to get my sweet meat? Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> what if they tried to get in my sweet spot? Then what? <laughs> Oh my god! It was horrible. It was fucking horrible. That's what you and get for snacking the way you do. No, really, I I got to get in it your together. night clothes. And then when it was raining the other day, I, I had the bright idea to put three dogs in my car in the rain to go get their nails cut in Fairfield because it had to happen that day. And our niece on Mark's side, she's so sweet. She comes outside to do it right. Oh. I'm in a I, listen. I'm in a bathrobe. I have on pajama pants, black slippers, and a shirt that says "white trash" really big across the front. With three dogs in your with, car with long so, nails, 
and she's outside. I got Zach outside. She's trying to cut his nails and he keeps jumping on my shoulders. I fell on the ground hella times. Like <laughs> it was just a fucking shit show, dude. She's like, wow, my cousin really picked a winner. <laughs> the decisions that I choose, uh, like why were they would I muddy that day? They were wet. My car seats had like smeared <gasps> fucking dirt all over. Oh only, God! Wet dog car. No, the only dog that was good was my dad's old ass dog, Missy. Beverly and Zach. It was were time not. to take all of them together. Yeah, because I was like, I don't want to drive back and forth. I'll just put them all together on this good rainy day. We almost die on the freeway because Beverly and Zach both tried to jump in the front. I got Carolyn sitting up front with me. Okay, all she does is scream. She screams while I'm fucking driving, and these dogs are no like, help whatsoever. Oh my god, dude! You know, one time, but this is like normal everyday life, and I want people to understand it. Like, there's no reason in the world why I should have been able to talk for 35 minutes about things going wrong with me. No, no, there's no reason for it. But I like, I have to just laugh it off because this yep. is the way our lives are set up. Yes. Yes, and you know, like, with planning and everything, like we're really thorough usually when it comes to you know covering bases and shit yes. and planning for possibility what ifs. You know, it doesn't right. matter. It does not fucking matter. Right. One time I was driving with Carolyn in the car, and it was a smaller sedan. This is back in the day, and I guess she was trying to adjust herself, and it was me and her, and the kids were really small. They're in, like, boosters and car seats in the back seat. And instead of, like, grabbing her door or, like, wiggling herself to reposition, bitch, I'm doing 70 on the freeway, she reaches over and grabs my steering wheel to pull herself up. When I say we jerked across... The steering wheel. Because that I felt say, like a good idea to, to pull on. When I While the car's in motion. We jerked across two lanes at 70 miles an hour. I'm screaming. Oh, Did I wanted hit her. Oh, I wanted to hit her in the face, but I would have went to jail. Dude. Yeah, because that's what you grab when you want to scoot up. What would make you do that? Oh, oh my fucking God. Ireland. Oh my god. I one part that I forgot to tell you that I did. I probably, I probably look like a drug addict um on the plane. I already kind of do. I was sitting, who was I sitting next to? It was like this older lady. She was hella nice though and polite. Um I asked for water with no ice and I'm like, um, can I please just have, yeah, just water with no ice. I got this cup. I took the smallest sip and somehow I fell asleep. This was when I was, this was the flight home when I was like, um, I think it was when I was up all night. I fucking dropped the cup of water. It gets all over my legs, on my sweats, in my purse, on her legs. And oh I'm, I jump and scream, oh shit. Like, why why did i mean i know i was tired but i've never done that before like i could have sat that somewhere no i fell asleep holding it spilled it on myself and my neighbor like th just good times good awkward times like i'm like i do that all the time that's a normal thing for me i never do it i don't know if i've ever done it and i was hella embarrassed and just like what else what fucking next so that's so funny i love it because that's some typical um, me shit 
one of my roommates that got there the day before I was leaving was a 65 year old woman from New Orleans getting a BBL. A what? 65, a 65 year old woman. Oh. I'm all for body modifications, body whatever you want to fucking do. She has After never had trip. surgery. Huh? I said after this trip, mm, not for you. She no had more. never had surgery before in her life of any kind. She was like shaking and nervous and scared. Oh. So I, the room I was in was a shared room. So it was me and two other women. Um, so me and the other woman who had actually had a tummy tuck and shit before, we're talking to her like, telling her what to expect she didn't know that you were going to have multiple holes from the lipo she thought you were going to have one for your whole body she didn't oh. know that you had to stay in florida for five days before you could get on a plane she was like no i'm leaving in two days oh she was so old that like and i'm not age shaming or anything like that i was just super concerned because i'm like holy shit she had like trouble moving around normal before surgery. So I'm looking like, why did your kids let you come out here to get a BBL alone with plans to get on a plane within two days? Like no doctor is even going to release you to get on a plane in two days to go anywhere. And why um, was nobody with her? I was so mad. My roommate was so mad. We're like trying to, you know, we're genuinely concerned for her, trying to talk to her about surgery and fucking what to expect and all these precautions to take. We're trying to talk her out of leaving so soon. Just all the shit, right? Right. The next day they have surgery. They have surgery the day that, that I'm leaving. Um, why did they come back? Because the driver, you know, she she takes us to and from and all that shit. Our driver at the house comes back to bring them why did the one, the young one that like was very concerned also with me out of it, losing it in so much pain, can't handle it. Why was the old lady, the 65 year old lady up and walking around like she was perfectly fine? She was like, fuck you, young bucks. Look at this. It really just, you don't know how your body is going to react. Cause well, me and that other one thought we knew like, you're going to be fucked up. Like I'm scared for her. No, well, she showed up like, check this out. Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. How well would you take care of your car if someone told you that you had to keep this same car for the rest of your entire life? You would probably keep up with maintenance and tires and brakes and all that important stuff, right? Why aren't we taught that about our mental health? It's very important to stay on top of the way we feel. It affects how we live. Personally, I like to take bubble baths, uh, read a book, have quiet time alone. There's also therapy. A while back, I needed to re-enter therapy. My personal thoughts are everybody could benefit from therapy. It feels really good to have an unbiased person sit and listen, help give you tools to navigate the issues you're facing. Back when I used BetterHelp, I emailed my therapist. They responded very quickly. I could email or video chat with them whenever I like. 1010 positive experience, highly recommend. BetterHelp is online therapy that you can reach via phone, uh, text, video, chat, 
if you don't want to see anyone on camera, you don't have to. That's not required. Uh, it's much more affordable than in-person therapy. You can do it in the privacy of your own home and be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Right now, our listeners get 10% off with discount code HELLO. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, slash HELLO for 10% off. That's betterhelp.com, better H-E-L-P.com slash hello. Well, you know, typically um, in the cancer world, the older you are, the better your body takes chemotherapy. I didn't so, know that. Yes. Which Oh, I didn't know that. Like as far as healing and stuff or what? Um, dealing with the side effects, all of it. Wow. Older people tend to do better. And I would assume the opposite, right? Because like I yeah. you know, I think like as I get older, I feel like I get weaker. I don't know, like more delicate. Especially yeah. someone that isn't hella super fast mobile. Like she walks slow right. and shit. No, right. she was up and at it like, oh, and what was y'all saying? <laughs> she said, fuck y'all. I said, I am so happy for you. I am so happy to see you up. And she was like, I just don't even want to sit down. I just want to walk. I said, that's the best thing you could do. And she was up and walking before I fucking left. She said, I want to show off this ass. Yes. She looked so good. It was like crazy, shocking. I love that for her. <clears throat> you want to know something funny? Yeah. They fucking summoned me for jury duty. Please go. What if it's a murder? That's what I was thinking. And and I think Bunny was like, why? Why would you go or something? I said, because what if I could help somebody? What if it's a racist jury and they're not, you know what I mean? They're not considered. Yes. What if I could help save someone's life? Yes. But I'll be pissed if I go and it's like a fucking traffic collision case or something like what is it murders is it like serious shit that they call jury it could for? be it could be whatever you don't know till you're picked i want it to actually you, you'll get an idea when they're picking jurors because they'll ask you certain questions so you'll get an idea they might even tell you what kind of case it is yeah I, say I, used to always say, I used to always say that I would show up and be like um i hate cops just so i could immediately be excused right but mm -hmm. now that I'm older and wiser, I'm like, maybe I could help someone. Yes, I agree. You know? I agree. So I'm kind of considering going also just for the content, even though I'm not supposed to talk about it. And also just for like the um, nosiness that yes. I possess. No, I, I've always said if I get picked again, I want to go. Yeah, so maybe I'll go. Imagine when they see me walk in. <laughs> They're like, nope. <laughs> we said you were by mistake get out the defense is like we want her we want yes, her exactly want get her. her now she is she looks, our defense she looks like a criminal <laughs> right definitely i thought that would be good though i don't know just because i could help someone perhaps i think <clears throat> i've been having hella weird dreams I don't know if it's the amount of ibuprofen and Tylenol I've been taking and melatonin or like what, but I've been having the craziest, most fun dreams. So that's been good. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, I'm enjoying it. Sorry, I'm sending you um, a listener fucking 
thing real quick. Two of them, just FYI. So I have a heated debate in my phone that I wanted to ask you. Okay. Um, I already know the answer because I know you, but people have been debating whether or not it's okay to wear pajamas multiple times. Listen, there's so many of these questions. There's so many of these debates about sitting on your bed and fucking daytime clothes. Yeah, yeah. There's so much. You know me. I'm a fan of wearing the same sweatpants three days in a row, so. Right. (laughs) Right. And whatever. I'm not getting in my bed in them sweatpants, right? But You wouldn't? No, I don't. I don't wear my daytime sweats in my bed. I have nighttime sweats. See, that's surprising. I would expect you to wear whatever you have on and just lay down because no. that's what I do. No, but um, I feel who cares if you wear the same pajamas? I don't know if you wear them fucking twice in a row. It's yeah, like you, there's people who get a, you a new. Know. I think you know, you can judge when they need to be changed or not. You know what I mean? Like, if you have a really sweaty night of sleep, maybe don't rock them again. Right, right. If if you're fresh out the shower and you put them on and get in your bed, why can't you wear them the next night? That's just me. I'm white. (laughs) That might play a part. Yeah. Right. But also, you know, when you grow up with grandparents who you know, we're tiny and grew up right after the fucking great depression. Right. There's so many and don't want you running the washing machine all the time. No, my grandpa would listen to how much water I put in the bathtub and tell me to stop it. And it would be like, same, maybe halfway full and be like, I would have to sneak more water. Yes. And I'd have to sneak more water. You kept the same towel for at least two or three fucking showers. Yeah, for sure. You weren't going to just make it so ingrained in me now that, like, I trip. Like, Honey uses a new towel every night. And I'm like, hey, we're not fucking doing that. Use the same towel for, like, two or three days. And she's like, what? Especially because the price of fucking PG&E, we got our PG&E bill. It was $532. Okay? That's great. And we... We don't do anything super excessive. We ran the heater because it was freezing, but we don't even run it all night. It's only for like an hour or two at night. We do laundry, but not an excessive amount. And like, you know, lights and TVs and shit, but nothing wild. And it was $530. So you use that fucking towel for at least two baths. Yes. Right. And And you wear them fucking pajamas multiple times. Right. I, I as think long as you're not you, like funky in them or you're not sweaty in them, like shit like that. Like, I think I trust people to judge when it's time to change them, you know? Right. But um, and, like one time we had a conversation and like, how many times do you wear your, like, I don't know, like in the house we have before. And I'm like, I trust you to fucking judge. And right. You know, the same with your clothes. Like, I'm not washing my jeans after I wear them one time if I don't spill or anything. No. And the thing, it really does depend on how you grow up and what's ingrained in you, what practices you're taught, right? Like if you're, if you're raised poor, 
your your shit's gonna you're gonna be doing a lot different than someone who is raised with money who can afford to who has a different pair of pajamas to put on every night not everyone got you know what i mean like that's true yeah that's true so i think it's very dependent upon that you know yeah i also read that the average man washes his sheets once every four months and i thought that was fuck that's not okay. Like you're like, Oh God, I'm crazy about like pillowcases. Cause I know yes. you'll get acne and shit from yeah. dirty pillowcases. And like, that's just not a good idea. Dead skin. I follow this cleaning lady and she has like a little baby vacuum for the mattress and she pulls so much dead skin and shit from the mattress. It's really fucking disgusting. And like, I'm just a good old, like, w- let's take them off once a week yeah that's i I agree that's something that needs that's something you have to do you like when we wash them towels let's wash them sheets too but the kids they go much longer and i have to be like hey yeah get them sheets off of there so i can wash them yep yeah yeah god like your face has oils and shit especially mine like i got oily ass skin so if i went four months without washing pillowcases and shit i could only imagine my pillows would probably be like brown you could fry fucking chicken on shit yes like you like the the washer water would be dirty like that sounds disgusting to me so Uh men step it up step it up i don't like that uh percentage that's so gross. You want to hear something cool? Really cool. What? So, Pop, stepdad, has always had, since we met him, this big chunk of wall. It's, um, oh God, what is it? Um, sheetrock, right? Uh huh. And you mean like blank wall in the house? It's a huge chunk of sheetrock and it's covered in art, okay? Uh Now, this big art wall came from a art studio that was in Berkeley in the mid-60s. And they were were demolishing the art studio, and and they were going to get rid of it. And Pop was like, can I take this chunk of wall? And they were like, if you can haul it away. They were like, if you can haul it away, you can have it. So as long as we've known him, he's had this, right? Uh Uh-huh. And I've always thought it was really cool. I didn't pay too much attention to the art that was on it. You know what I mean? But now mm-hmm. that I'm older, I do. Guess who one of the artists is that's fucking on the wall? Who? Robert Crumb. You know who Robert Crumb is? Mm-mm. The creator of Mr. Natural. Mr. Natural and that, Felix the Cat. Uh, and it has original artwork on there from him. How dope is that? That is really like full circle, the universe. For those yes. that don't know, her dad had Robert Crumb work tattooed on him. Yes. Yes. Oh my fucking God. So I was telling, so I think. Pop was going to talk to a museum in Oakland and see if they wanted to store it, if they wanted to put it on display, whatever. He's going to sell it. And I told him, you need to leave that to me. I want that. If something happens to you, I really Mm -hmm. want it. So. And what did he say? No. Well, I told my mom. I don't even know if she told him. I'm trying to get money for this now while I'm alive. 
you motherfucker, you better give it to me. But it's huge. And it's so, there's other artists on there. There's, um, I want to see it. Have your yeah. mom take a picture. Yeah. There's also art on there from a photographer that was dating Janice Joplin at the time. Like, wow. Really cool historic shit. You know, what I'm getting from that is that Charlene has two strong connections with penises connected to Robert Crumb. Yes. <laughs> comes down to Charlene. Yes. You cannot get away from dicks associated with Robert Crumb. No, no. That's, cool. That's really I cool. That was really fucking cool. Yeah. Let me let me tell y'all about a scam. If for those of you that take rideshare that's going around, and if, a lot of you probably know about it, but I saw a woman posted on next door, and I thought it was something that maybe should be shared. What's mm-hmm. happening is this happened with Lyft, but she got a ride from like Walnut Creek to Benicia, mm-hmm. and after she, you know, had got her ride, she got a message from the driver, and he said. I'm going to be charging you an extra $150 for throwing up in my vehicle. He already had a photo saved of throw up in his car, maybe from someone else. She's like, I absolutely did not throw up in this man's fucking car. I, I fought it. She was like, I, I kept a uh, bank. And what happened was when Lyft was trying to charge her the 150, they kept doing it. So it looked oh, like no. charges. and bank of America flagged it as fraud. So they didn't let him go through, thankfully. Oh, my God. So then she called her bank and told her bank what was happening, how Lyft was trying to scam her. She talked to the customer service line at Lyft, and they were basically like, oh, well, we believe our driver. And she's like, I didn't fucking throw up in y'all's vehicle. Oh, no. So before y'all get out of these people's cars fucking take a video or a take photo a fucking video or picture yeah because if you google it this has happened many times to people oh my god how fucking shady is that that's really fucked up and nobody has 150 dollars to be thrown away on someone's scam it must go to the driver it does to clean wow. air quote clean their vehicle well, that's like how um, DoorDash played me out of like a $35, $40 nation's order. The bitch, I forget her name. She had some ugly ass name. The bitch fucking lied and said that she delivered it, had a picture. It didn't have my unit number in it. But because she had a picture of it, she kept my fucking food. And you it was bitch. raining, I think. And she didn't deliver my food. And I tried to dispute it. And they would not dispute it because they said that she had a photo wow and i'm like i'm not in the photo my apartment isn't in the photo right and and they upheld it and to this day i never got my money back that's really shitty people don't have Mm -hmm. disposable money like that right Right. now and that was like right in the middle of covid time oh that's so angering Mm -hmm. I kept thinking to myself, I should just place orders until I get her name again so that I could beat the fuck out of her when she gets here. No, that's hella shitty, dude. Mm-hmm. Fuck people. It just goes back to our rules. Scam a company. Don't scam people. Right. Bitch. Right. 
scale a company that has insurance and shit for losses and and you know has it covered and it ain't coming out of no person's pocket insurance where they can just write it off and be good exactly and it's not um affecting a person a specific fucking person fuck that's so shitty you want me to read these uh write-ins yeah hold on really I need to let me stick the dogs up because I keep hearing them. Hold on. See? Oh my god. Hold on. Sorry guys. Hold on. No. Let's go. Let's go. Come on. I just ate a protein bar and it was great. It's made by Cliff. It's called Builder's Protein. It's on there and it has 20 grams of protein and it's chocolate peanut butter, which is my favorite combo, which is a match made in heaven. I love chocolate peanut butter combo. Chocolate peanut butter, anything. I'm all for it. Yep. Agree. Okay, right. this this is a birthday shout out. Um, hey aunties in my head, not sure if you recognize my name, but I go by Tierra Chantel. First off, I want to say this is the first podcast I've ever listened to in my life. So y'all are the real OGs. Aww. Ever since the Ask Potafria show, I know Potafria cringes at that name. I've been following <laughs> you. Potafria, and then with the HD podcast, have followed Crystal. Everything from Instagram to Facebook, I try to keep up with the daily dysfunction because it feels like home to me. I definitely consider y'all my aunties in my head. Y'all, can you tell I live in Texas? Love it. Uh, always have bomb-ass advice and always advocate for mental health awareness and support. I don't think y'all realize how many people y'all actually touch with the wisdom and guidance y'all share. It truly is a gift to be able to do these things. Plus, I know it isn't always easy sharing personal stories, but trust me when I say it has gotten me through some shitty ass shit. I'm currently in my last semester of college before I become an LVN. After switching my major for the umpteenth time, I want to keep my birthday simple so I can stay focused. It's on February 4th. So that makes me an Aquarius, Sun, and Leo Moon. So there is nothing I would want more than to get a birthday shout out from my aunties. P.S. Don't stop shining y'all's light in this dim world. Y'all are truly a blessing. Thank you so much. Happy birthday, Tiara. Happy birthday. I hope you had a great one. She's one of Um, our... She's one of our Facebook group moderators. Oh, good. Thank you. Thank you for your help. Thank you for your service. Right. Um, That just reminded me I'm starting a new medication because Mm. the ones that I've been on are not cutting it. Um, For some reason, there's been a delay in them filling it, probably with my insurance. But um, by next episode, hopefully I'll be able to have some kind of update about that. Do you know what it's called? No, I forgot. Okay. But I told them, like, I finally had a phone appointment with my new doctor. And Mm -hmm. I told them I don't have any control over 
my mood swings. I go from zero to a thousand. It's affecting my relationships with my kids and with people in my life because I have no fucking pause button. Right. And um, it's exhausting. It's exhausting too, because I'm, I'm blowing up. I'm exploding and shit over things that are not that serious, you know? So I like mood stabilizer or something. I don't know. She recommended something. So update you guys about that. I'm excited. Yeah, me too. Hopefully it helps. Okay. Grandma's friend, Pinky. (laughs) Uh, Wait, hold on. Hello, Crystal and Pat. I just wanted to write in to tell you ladies how much I appreciate you too. I've been listening from the beginning and recommend the podcast to everyone I know, including my mom. Hi, Raquel. Listening to the podcast podcast has brought my mom and I much closer together and I have a better understanding relationship that is more transparent due to the fact that we bonded over our family's dysfunction, which brings me to, which brings me to a story. So at a certain point, my mom's mom, AKA my grandmother had developed dementia and she could no longer care for herself. So the family stepped in to pack up everything of grandma's, take it to storage and move her in with my aunt who would then provide 24 hour in-home care. That's great that you had an aunt that could do that. Um, She would not go willingly. So we had to pretend as if she was going away for Mother's Day weekend. (laughs) And meanwhile, all of the family participated in a deep clean cleanup of her two bedroom apartment and the two storage closets that she rented out from the apartment complex. So as we're going through getting rid of all kinds of hoarder shit beyond what we can physically take to the next residence, we are working on her bedroom. I'm going, pulling everything out from underneath her bed and I discover a towel that is rolled up underneath it. Why is it always a rolled up towel with some shady shit in it? That's where I found it in a rolled up fucking towel. God damn it. That's really a grandma thing to do. You should have yep. known to leave that towel rolled up. Yep. I genuinely start gathering a bunch of material to throw into a bag so they can get washed. So I shake this towel and guess what fucking goes flying across the room? Grandma's pink dildo. Go grandma. <laughs> Go, oh my god my my little brother who was 15 at the time screams like a bitch and i yell out to the family who was very aware of the situation and knew that there was a pink dildo somewhere yell out i found pinky we laughed so fucking hard and discarded it for health's sake since she already experienced a hard time trying to maintain her personal hygiene, short-term memory loss didn't help her either. But the experience of seeing a pink dildo with a five-inch tip, tinted orange, will forever be embedded in memories that my That's grandma horny ass lady. Love you, ladies. Bye, Cynthia. <laughs> That's fucking amazing. That you would should've... be now you have to tattoo one. That's what that means. Now yeah. you have to go tattoo a pink dick with an orange head. Um in honor of grandma. For grandma. Yeah. And maybe even put her name under it. Yep. That's I really love I really love that her and her mom have been able to soften their relationship. Yeah. I think that's fucking great. I love that. I do. Okay. 
I got a feel over here. Shout out Raquel and Cynthia and grandma. I you have to get the dildo tattoo. <laughs> get it and send us a photo. Okay, so the title of this is A Male Listener. Okay. I fucks with y'all podcast. It reminds <laughs> me of home, even though y'all from the north side and I'm from Southern Cali, but I've been living in Georgia since 2018. I know y'all's content really is for the women, but I listen to almost anything once while I'm working, and y'all's podcast piqued my interest for a second and third listen. It's not only for the women. No, it's not. It's I not. Really I don't know how we can advertise that. I know. I really started listening to y'all because of one of the episode titles called E40 Raised Me, LOL. <laughs> I wanted to know what these white chicks know about 40. And then I saw y'all were from the Bay and I was like, oh, for sure. Makes sense now. <laughs> anyways, <laughs> anyways y'all keep up the good work. Oh, yeah. I was trying to rate y'all shit and leave a good review. But for some reason, it's not working from my iPhone. God damn it. I, try again. I thought that was a great fucking. I love email. that. I yeah. love that. Please leave us a review, please. Thank you so much for that write-in. Thank you for listening a second and third time, too. I yeah. think that's And tell your guy friends to fucking listen. Right. They'll learn. learn some stuff about, like, what we do, what we prefer, what we like of men, things yeah. that y'all feel about, right? <laughs> or you should. And guys have dysfunctional families and shit. I'm sure they can fucking relate. Right. We're not on here sharing recipes and shit and fucking, right. you know, it's it's not like a typical bitch podcast. And I, I hope that we can figure out a way to advertise that so people know. Right. Okay. Hi, ladies. I wanted to write in with two shout outs. Firstly, for Billy. I know his birthday is soon. I miss his shenanigans with y'all that would produce the best stories. I know he's out there laughing with a cigarette and Mountain Dew in hand at the silly shit he'd still be putting y'all through. The episode is still TCB. It's an Elvis reference, LOL. Secondly, for my dead mom. Dead dad, dead mom. There we go. She will, she will, be a, she will have been gone for three years on the 27th of January at the age of 61. Her and I had a complicated relationship, but in the end, I love her. Some days I'm still mad at her for being absent and so self-involved. Nevertheless, she was my mama, and there are days where I wish I could share with her the great things I'm doing or the funny, stupid shit I research at night. She was free-thinking, creative, and definitely had that self-deprecating humor on lock. She is the reason I stay a rebellious and inquisitive woman, always keeping my childlike curiosity. She would have loved y'all. Two strong, amazing mothers who kick ass and take names. I love you, Mama. I know you're finally at peace with Grandma and Marianne. Love, the other bunny. P.S. Thank you so much, Crystal and Pat. This show really does impact its listeners' lives. I'm forever grateful for this community you've built for us. Congratulations on 200 episodes. I look forward to 200 more. Thank you. I love that. Thank you. And happy birthday, dead dad and dead mom. Yes, both of y'all. All right. I wasn't going to bring it up, but um, the other day after um, 
some rounds of maybe videos i was like okay i'm just gonna go and like approve everybody on facebook and try to learn it so that i could like start going live on there or something and so i had all these fucking requests in there and one of them was from billy oh <laughs> i screenshot it and i was like god damn it it was from like two years ago <laughs> <laughs> but wait so she goes on there and the only thing that i've seen that she did was give me a legacy control so that if she dies i have control of her facebook <laughs> i gave fuck you i gave you like you should feel honored i do but i thought it was funny that's the only thing i saw that you went on there and did <laughs> it is that was the only update i made but give me time and <laughs> I thought that was the coolest. I was like, yep, let's plan my death now. Yep. You can fucking, I'm going to send you mine and you can fucking <laughs> whatever you want. Yeah. <laughs> Matching legacy control. It's so funny. All right. Okay. I have another one. Okay. Hi, beautiful ladies. First of all, thank you for keeping me laughing and a little sane when I feel like everything around me is falling apart. I absolutely love you too. I'm trying to learn how to cope with the passing of someone very dear to me. 2023 has been a difficult year already. On New Year's, my Nana, maternal grandmother, was admitted into ICU and intubated. We found out she had acute leukemia and there was not much we can do for her. Her body slowly but surely shut down. She fought for 21 days, then passed with her family by her side on January 21st. I'm so sorry. Fuck. Um, she was the light of my life, the most amazing Nana you could ever ask for. She was funny, sassy, so loving, and like Crystal. She was also a small town girl. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> she loved her beer, tequila, cruising into town in her Nova, the 99 cent store, and Elvis. Oh. Seriously, if it wasn't for her, I don't know how I would have turned out. My parents became parents when they were still kids. My mom has her own trauma, and my dad was a horrible, angry alcoholic. So dysfunctional, to say the least. Never, ever would I have imagined being without her. There's days when I can't even get out of bed. I don't want to eat or shower. I just want to cry because my heart literally feels like it's broken. I'm blessed to have had 80 years with her, but I have never lost someone I was so close to. I spent most of my childhood not feeling safe, but she was my safe place. Fuck. safe space um my safe person when i was with her everything was good i really just don't know what to do or how to cope any advice would be appreciated thank you so much angie um a low 444 on ig first of all so fucking sorry for your loss um i felt like that when my grandma passed because she's like the main person who raised me and you yeah. feel hella like un not awesome. unsafe, but like the rug is pulled from under you. Like you feel kind of unsafe. Like that's how I felt. And I, I was like, fuck, like, ugh, <clears throat> I know that feeling. I'm sorry, but you know, it's never gonna get easy. But we've said no. before, like time helps. Time just helps you learn to cope with it better and not be so fucking hurt and to understand more that it's just part of life 
yeah, it's definitely a lost feeling and it, and it does and it hurts. And if, if, you know, you have the, um, if you're lucky enough to be able to take the time to just grieve, you know, I suggest doing yeah. that. Definitely. If you have bereavement time at your job, fucking take it, sit there and cry. Like, yeah, you gotta let real. it all out. And I don't know. I'm what my grandma's, my known has been dead. over 70 years. And, uh, my dad, what a little over a year and it still mm-hmm. fucking sucks. It still fucking yeah. hurts. I still have bad days. Um, and they just come out of nowhere and it's just, I don't know. It's like learning a new life. Yeah. Some days, I mean, my grandma died like way longer ago. I don't remember. Was it like 2012, I think, or 2014? So mine was 2014. Yours was a little bit before that. Well, it was probably 2012, I think. But like, even to this day, I'll wake up sometimes and like, have to cry about it yeah i don't think that's ever gonna go away whether it's like a song or like a fucking memory like sneaks up on you it's fucked up yeah it's really fucked up loss and death is just like really fucked up and so i'm constantly like trying to make myself more comfortable with it and constantly obsessing about death. And, you know, I don't know. It's just like everybody has their own ways to cope. So just find whichever ones are like most comfortable for you. Definitely. And if, you know, if it gets too, if it gets too bad, they do have like grief, grief therapy groups. Yeah. Um, Counseling. And they teach tools, I know, like those groups, like of people that have lost parents. There's groups, very specific people that have lost mothers, children, shit like that. You could get really specific with it. Yeah. I'm sorry. I know that shit hurts. Yeah. Okay. Hi, Patafria and Crystal. I'd rather not say my exact name because I've turned a lot of people onto your podcast over the years. Thank you. Thank you. I'm a long time obsessive of the podcast and of all your content. Thank, Thank you. you for all that you do to contribute to the confidence, inspiration, and growth of your listeners. We would be lost without y'all. Thank you. Mm-hmm. So now about my bullshit. I'm 33 years old, single with a sort of good career and an amazing social life, a home I own all by myself and four pets that keep me busy at all times because I know Crystal cares about the details. Two pities and two kitties. I love you. Sounds like you're winning at life. Back in November, I got out of a fairly short-term relationship of about eight months. Dude had moved into my spot, sucked me pretty dry financially, and we rarely had sex after a failed pregnancy. It was awful, so I ended things. Thanks to you guys always advocating just break up laugh my ass i did just that good for you good can i just point out real quick we've never advised anybody to do that and i don't know anyone that's actually made the jump and done it and regretted it can i just say that yeah and and we don't say it lightly in like you know i think we had a question last episode and i was like this isn't worthy of a breakup 
or no, it was on live. Uh, someone's dude had done something. And I was like, yeah. that's not really worthy of a breakup. Yeah. But- like we don't say it just automatically default fucking, you know, sometimes it right. is worth working shit out. But if we actually do say like, I've never had anyone be like, I wish I did it. No, I reverted back to an old friends with benefits to fill my sex cravings and also went on a couple dates from guy with guys from hinge, but they were all cringe as fuck. My friends with benefits and I had some pretty great and drama free sex a couple times a week. Nice. Usually after a night at the bar for me, we never use protection and he usually stays over. I forgot to mention he's a traveling musician in a metal band and leaves town for several months at a time. Nice. Things were chill one night until we started discussing social topics and politics. And he said something about women not having abortions enough. And if guys don't want to be fathers, then leave them alone. This was sort of off-putting due to the fact that this man has grown as fuck and we most certainly aren't using protection. I also knew that at this time that I was about a week late on my period. Great. The following day, I took a test and surprise. Here I am, pregnant by my Andrew Tate admiring fuck buddy. Oh, my God. Uh-oh. Oh, God. I knew instantly what his reaction would be. <clears throat> it was bad, to say the least, and I haven't heard from him since. Now I'm left alone trying to figure out if I logistically can raise an entire human being on my own with no support of family in the state. I want to be a mom so bad, but I also understand that my first thought has to be about the best interests of the child I would be bringing into the world without a father. I also worry terminating might mean I won't have as good of a chance of getting pregnant again because I feel old or finding real ass love to create life with. I'm a true air sign like Pat. Aquarius, and I float back and forth going from fuck that bitch, I'm gonna do this on my own to girl be fucking for real, this ain't it. No decision feels right. Any words of encouragement or advice would be appreciated. Love you guys so much. I have so many words. Fuck. I have so many fucking words. Like, do you wanna go or do you want me to go? You can go first. Okay, so first thing. Um, abortions, I don't think like affect your chance of getting pregnant again. I've been pregnant fucking 300 times. Um, like it's embarrassing to say how many times I've had so many fucking abortions. It never affected my fertility ever. Um, you have said, you said more than once in that, how bad you want to be a mom and wanting the baby. Um, even if he was not a fucking piece of shit, there's no guarantee that you're going to stay with any father, any husband, any boyfriend. Right. Even if they were great women loving feminist fucking angels, there's no guarantee. So you don't plan having a baby around um, keeping anybody around, period. If you want that baby and it sounds like, you know, you have like a good career, a good um, foundation for yourself, like stability, you know? If you want that baby, you fucking have that baby. And if he comes around later, comes to his senses, good. If he don't, you'll still be good. Um, And this also will not affect whether or not people want to fuck with you in the future and you settle down. I have four kids and a grandkid. And best believe they line up to be whatever type of partner I need. 
Um, yeah. Because you have, like, if you have a relationship in the future, that don't mean that you're necessarily looking for a dad for them kids. You know what I mean? Like, um, that's what I say. Like, when I'm dating, like, you'll be lucky to meet my fucking kids. Like, I, I'm not, you know, shopping for a dad when I'm dating. If you Like, it's mostly I'm the focus, you know? Right. But people don't, like, guys don't give a fuck. That's, that's especially whatever your age is. It kind of made it sound like you were, like, an adult, you know? She's early um, 30. Okay, well then, yeah, that's expected. I think that most people around their 30s are going to have kids. Like, it starts to be rare when they don't have kids at that age. So that shouldn't be something you're worried about. Um, If you want that baby, have that fucking baby and be happy with that baby. Like, uh, don't, yeah, he sounds like a piece of shit I wouldn't want around anyway. When I got pregnant with Naya, Mark and I were not together. And... I knew at that point, you know, at the age I was and where I was in my life that I was, I felt ready to take on this baby by myself. And so I gave Mark the option. I was like, you can leave and I'll never bug you again. Like I will never contact you. And then the other one was we can co-parent and not be together. The third was we can try and be a family. Mark chose trying to be a family, but if he wouldn't have, I was still going to have Naya by yeah. myself and I was going to be all right. And I feel yeah. like it's your body. It's your decision. Um, mm-hmm. he, he's already made his. So don't base any of your decision-making on him whatsoever. Whatsoever. Because even if he was like, Hey, I want to raise this baby with you. Right. He's an Andrew Tate lover um that thinks women should have more abortions and shit like this isn't somebody that i want teaching my kid how to be an adult like that so even if he was on board i don't know if you'd want him on board that much like i don't know how to word that it's almost a blessing yeah yeah it sounds like you got a present from the universe and like he's doing you a favor by being gross and not around so yeah i don't know that's on you of course but uh just yeah i don't know imagine imagine you have a daughter and the dad fucking worships andrew tate bitch yeah yeah like i uh, there's i'm not gonna lie like my baby's dads um we don't see eye to eye on a lot of shit like some were homophobic at one point some were transphobic at one point like they're slowly learning and growing up but like um I I already had it in my mind. Like, you're not going to teach my fucking kids how to be when it comes to certain shit like that, that I'm very passionate about. And that's important as a good person, you know? Right. And I never had it in my mind that anybody was going to stick around forever or that I would even want them around forever. So, you know, there's no, there's no guarantees in life. No, none, you know? So you make that decision. Once you start living your life, Kids or no kids, once you start living your life with that in your head, that like you don't need anybody. So if shit gets weird, like I'll cut you off. You make better decisions, I think. And you become just like stronger as a person. For sure. I agree. Definitely agree. Oh my God, you guys, we have a really great Patreon episode coming up Friday. Don't even say what it is. Just let it be a surprise. It's with a guest. That's all I'm saying. That's all we're going to say, but you're going to want to check it out. You're fucking for sure going to want to listen. Yeah. Mm. I'm excited. I'm getting my dial, my questions and everything ready. Are you? Yeah. I already got some. Good. Same. 
Yeah, I'm excited. So I hope you guys are having a good week. Pray and for my recovery because this drain is making me uncomfortable and I hope I get it out tomorrow. Yeah, and if you don't, we're going to do a video of at-home surgery drain removal. Yeah, we can still do that. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. We got this. We're doctors. Look, it's so gross. He wanted to drink it when it what? was like blood. When it was like mostly blood. I said it as a joke, but he was for real. And then Billy he was Bob. like, can you just put it like in a bottle for me? And I was like, I'd, like I'm a witch. Like I know too much about witchcraft and like what you could possibly do with that. So I'm not comfortable like giving somebody my hair or my fingernails or my blood. But I thought it was cute that he wanted it. You're all, you can slurp it directly from the drain, but you can't. If I watch you drink it, but you're not saving it for later to do some (laughs) weird shit. Like, cause that's not weird shit. If you drink it. No, not at all. I could watch you swallow it. It's fine. But I'm not just giving you some in a bottle. Mm -mm. All right, you guys. Great you know, review, share us. You guys are great and help us grow the show. So thank you. And please borrow anyone's devices that are beside you and do the same thing from their phone too. And if you are snooping and find a rolled up towel, don't fucking unroll it. Don't you unroll it. You just put it in the garbage. And mind your business. And you put it back and mind your business. (laughs) God damn it. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. Suck it easy. Okay, go to bed.